Uh, this episode of Deep Thrones, we review Season 1, Episode 1 of House of the Dragon. We break down the many new characters and where they fit in Westeros. We ask Damon Targaryen to calm down just a little bit, and we both give our way-too-early impressions, plus many more hilarious segments. Winter is here. <laughs> music baby you hear that it <laughs> sounds like freaking excellence That's right new there music i love that well i'm your host sims your co-host shady is here as well hey um i mean i i just i have i'm smiling ear to ear right now Whew. we got a lot to talk about today we got a lot first off episode one fire i mean but that how about that new mu- intro music that so fire. The, uh, that was a surprise that we alluded to yeah last a little week. bit of a surprise I think yeah, that that's fire. We're gonna rebrand. We're gonna bring the heat. This we're trying season. to be cooler. We're trying to we're trying to appeal to those the uh, the kids, the the Gen, Gen Z kids. We're gonna be TikToking and dude, we're massive. And I do actually future guest of the pod, Kinsey. This will be her first time on the pod coming up. Said we got to get into the TikTok game. Well, is she gonna run the? the I Deep she Thrones said she TikTok? would show us how to do the TikTok game, and I was like, could you just run it? <laughs> could you I mean, we're hiring. We're yeah. hiring. Yeah, um, and I don't want to toot our own horn. Uh, but we're really collaborative here. And Chris said, he's like, you know, we need to do something cool with the music. Is there a way, you know, cause I handle usually a little bit on the editing side. And he's like, is there a way you can get these two together? And in listening to the game of Thrones, it, like just music and that song, they, they really do kind of work together. Yeah. So the name of the song is Aria by ASAP Rocky. And it yeah. came on like a shuffle playlist that I had. And I was like, this song would be dope as fuck if we could work it in somehow. Yeah, but the algorithm, it, it in, knows. In the part that they happen to say Arya's name, they drop a, an N-bomb in there. And I was like, yeah. well, we're going to have to use the edited version. Yeah, we found the clean version <laughs> of that where he just doesn't say it. Unless we go full rebrand and just, just you know. Oh, yeah, dude. That, no. Just mix it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to try to keep this podcast N-word free. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good Honestly, idea. too, that would be a great for our brand. <laughs> And we're free. <laughs> you know what? Yes, t- hashtag and we're free. That's a that's uh, a good that's a good yeah, motto. No, but uh, what else? But I hope you guys appreciate the new music. Uh, it's I think it sounds pretty cool. We're gonna keep that rocking and rolling. So now we're gonna have a consistent every Monday morning release. So you guys yeah. will you guys will know where to come for all your background info, all your updates, all your news, everything House of the Dragon House related. House of the Dragon, right here. Uh, and also, we did drink the wine as promised. Chris, did you look up the specs on this thing? What was it? All yeah, right. so House of the Dragon Pinot Noir. Uh, what's the vintage on it? What 2021. Wow, that seems that's so a, long That's ago. a great vintage. That's a great year. You know, that's that's post-COVID. That's like that's fresh post-COVID. restart that's, on life right there. I know. Uh, from the state of Oregon. Which I think is I think is located in King's Landing. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's a Dornish red. Yeah. Uh, it was good. It tasted just like red wine. It's everything you could expect from a... $18 glass of red wine. You know, it, it had some legs in the glass. It had a little oaky uh, a- afterbirth to it. It was fine. <laughs> <laughs> it was fine. So, uh, but yeah, let's, what, Chris. What's your, what's your rating? On, or you know what? Do, do we want to go we through gotta the episode We got to review the episode. First? Yeah. yeah, you remember how this works, right? Yeah. How this podcast hey, works. It's, it's, it's been, been a, a while. It's been a we while. We haven't recorded. Man. But first, I just want to say, from my perspective, um, as someone who... 
was introduced to Thrones by Chris, really just for the sake of doing the podcast. And as I'm watching Thrones, he's like, yeah, there's like a whole history book. I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, yeah, like this is just like a part of the history of this country that doesn't exist. And I was so amazed at the creativity of George R.R. R. Martin and the fact that he created this world. And then I learned about the Targaryens and I learned about the Age of Heroes even before this story. But then I learned about the Dance of Dragons and Chris would be like, yeah, it's actually like a cooler story than what's going on right now. Yeah. And now here it is. How do you feel? Dude, like I, I swear I, I had like tears on the precipice of dropping out of my eyes. Like, because <clears throat> this, you have to understand, I've been reading and nerding out over this story for years. Yeah. And to see it brought to life in like, in such a grandiose and like really accurate to the to the portrayal in the books way. I mean, granted, like the storyline is a little more spread out and slower moving in the book, but I I love the way that they brought it to screen, and I love the way that they made the scenes interact with each other and the characters. Yeah. So we'll let, let's get it. Let's dive into the review. Yeah, we got it. We had to temper. We took a step back. We are not recording directly after. We took a little bit to have a couple sips of the wine and to think. Because we didn't want to give uh, too raw, too raw, emotional of a reaction. We got we got to be mindful about what we're putting out here. Yeah, and intentional. You know, we. Yeah, I, I don't want to hear any like... bullshit from any of you guys in my DMs. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, like we we joke around. Like I'm pretty sure last episode I said I don't give a fuck about charging any of you guys to listen to our pod, but we do. We're, we we want to be intentional about what we, we want to put out there because you guys deserve. A hundred percent. That was actually something Good I was stuff. alluding to earlier too with like the music, for instance. It's a small thing, but if you look at how far our podcast has come, we actually really, it's silly. We're a very silly podcast, but we actually care deeply about the content we put out in terms of the quality, the actual like outside of me ruining it with the dick jokes, the actual facts <laughs> that Chris puts out there. Like all that stuff actually does matter to us. So we appreciate those of you who've hung with us. And, and we also very much appreciate the support I mean, we've gotten a lot of reviews on the last episode that we released yeah. and people sharing our content and stuff. That goes a long way, so we really do appreciate that. So let's, yeah. let's give the people what they fucking deserve. Yeah, let's do it. Before we dive into this really quick, shout out to Sarah, wife of the pod, mm-hmm. just Chris's, uh, and, then, <laughs> and then Hannah who and her dog Ida who came for the viewing party. And uh, here we go. It starts off. Starts with, out with the Great Council of 101, which... How's Jaharis doing, man? Dude. He's looking old. I, this was like the best kickoff that the episode possibly could have had from, from my nerdy perspective, because if, if you go back, I mean, maybe some of you guys listened recently, but the first House of the Dragon, like preview episode that we did, that's where we started kind of talked about it. Yeah. And I, and I, I said, I was like, they're, they're not going to show this in this yeah. story because I was like, Jaharis has been long dead, blah, blah. But to have that on there really sets the scene and you see where the problems are going to happen eventually. Yeah, and you see, like, so for instance, we talked about this. Uh, here's what I found. We oh. talked about, here's what I found, Siri. <laughs> Let me talk. Uh, but the thing we'll is, edit that out. we see, for instance, even then there was the seeds of, of problems. Because Viserys gets chosen, Rhaenys, the queen who never was, she's looked over, Corlys, who is, uh, him and Rhaenys always have the right look, the right face. They always, you know, they know it's bullshit, but they're like, whatever. But this comes up time and time again in just episode one. Corliss and Rainey's are not too happy that she was looked over. Yeah. And you can tell that they're more, they're very thoughtful veterans in the game. Yeah. The, the queen that never was, you have like Corliss Valerian, who, again, we talked about this, but is the most, one of the most influential people in the realm right now. But um, the, the basically the end of that is Jaharis decides to name Viserys 
his heir. Yeah, which, or the council does essentially. The, the, they give him yeah. a little box, and in the box is like a little scroll, mm-hmm. and it just says like Viserys. And you know. and so Jaehaerys's son's son is who Viserys is. Yeah, but it's like the second son, right? Whereas the first son had the first Rainies. son does. First son died and had Rhaenys, and, and then who married Corlys, and they had yeah. Valerius. Long story yeah. short, Viserys, because he's a guy, through a guy, guy. essentially, guy, guy through a guy, a guy, mm-hmm. <laughs> a guy for a guy, <laughs> leaves the whole world guyless. <laughs> and then, so quick thing that I noticed, and you know, it might be a, a prelude of what's to come, but in the transitional scene from the Great Council to the flyover of King's Land, King's Landing with Rhaenyra. There was a gold dragon that showed right. on the screen, right? Which gold, a gold dragon is very relevant in the battles to come. Mm-hmm. So the 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 traditional house Targaryen um, coat of arms is a red dragon, and then the gold dragon comes into play later on in the story. Right, right. And there was a little bit of text on the screen to tie in Daenerys. It was like 182 yeah. years before the birth of Daenerys Targaryen. And the cool shout King. out. Yeah. They, they did a good job at really like tying in what we saw in Game of Thrones. Those toes Daenerys. were just a twinkle in her great, 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 great grandmother's eyes at that point in time. <laughs> um, and then, so the flyover was sick. I, I thought like, you know, you go from that great council and then you're in the clouds with Rhaenyra having a blast. Right. Um, as soon as I saw like that, that dragon was Cyrax. I was like, yeah, Rhaenyra's pimping on that yawn. She right was, now. lands it at the dragon pit, which is still intact. When we see the dragon pit in Game of Thrones, it's all shambles. Mm-hmm. And I think what's cool, too, is like the nuances. Like, look at every scene in Game of Thrones whenever there's a dragon. Everyone looks up in awe. In this, it's like they're, they're always there. You're yeah. so used to them. It's like seeing a bird. You know, you have, like, you oh, have dragon workers. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's what they do. They work that fucking dragon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm glad you mentioned that, too, with some of the nuances between. So if you, if you go back and you think game of thrones like you're picking up after a rebellion and then on top of that you have king after king dying and questions of succession so the courts you know you go from an already kind of shambled and tossed up court to uh eventually just lannisters and their cronies which now in that scene where you see Rhaenyra and alicent walking through the court it's lively everything looks brand new everyone's dressed to the nines like and that's just every day like that yeah and you have high-powered names it's not just one family that so it's i i think like the attention to detail there the the directors the writers are being really mindful on what they're putting on yeah. screen it's a country full of drip gods they're all dressed <laughs> to the nines at all times they're keeping it they're keeping it 100 um and and Rhaenyra and Allison start chomping it up a little bit after she lands the the dragon Cyrax Cyrax yeah Cyrax Cyrax S Y R A X whatever you want to call it Cyrax Cyrax they're vibing they're good pals they're young uh and then they visit Rhaenyra's mother who is Emma Emma Aaron yeah Yeah. well I guess Targaryen but she's an Aaron she's an Aaron Yeah, yeah and she's pregnant as shit yeah, having a hard time. She does not look good. It's been a rough birth, and she there's a little bit of context given, not at this scene, but later on, that she's had a lot of miscarriages. Yeah. Outside of Rhaenyra, of course, who's her one child with the King Viserys. And one sneaky thing I saw was that in that scene, it already looked like Alicent didn't really like Emma. Like, yeah. Did you kind of notice that? Yeah, they had like a weird tension. Yeah. Rhaenyra, yeah. of course, was very... like They disagreed on what a woman's place was. For sure. But it seemed like there was a lot of love between Rhaenyra and Emma. Rhaenyra almost reminded me a little bit of Arya 
in that she doesn't want to be a lady. She wants to be mm-hmm. respected for the same reason that men are respected in this world. You Very know? true. And there's a little, uh, then there's a little small council action and some triarchy talk. Yeah, so... so This is cool. This <laughs> is some deep love shit. Love this. So Corliss is already... You have... Okay. You have this court where... Viserys is a king of peace, right? And he's yeah. very agreeable, and he's just trying to keep everyone happy. So he's focused on this tourney. And Corlys is like, yo, like we have a very real threat presenting itself not far from us on the Stepstones, which, for some context, it controls all the trade up through in the you know, King's Landing, um, White Harbor. Like, all that from Essos is passing through the Stepstones, where this group, the Triarchy, is taking over. The Triarchy is an alliance of three free cities in Essos, which they were always warring traditionally. Now they come together and they're one of the biggest powers in the world. So it's a very real threat. Um, Kragas Tra- Drehar is their Prince Admiral. Who, they call the Crab Feeder. The Crab Feeder, um, which is very cool that they're mentioning. Dude, I'm just, I'm He's sorry. He's glowing. He's I, glowing. Like, I'm, like, I'm in heaven right now, guys. I'm in I'm heaven happy right for now. You. This was good. This was good. And, uh, and then Damon, of course, is missing. Yeah, David isn't there. He's busy. He's doing his own thing. The thing, too, about about what I think of this small council, too, is that they're all, like, real power players. No one's weak. They're all, it's like Otto Hightower, Corliss Valerian, even the Beesbury guy, even the uh, the, the Maester. Strong. Even uh, he Mace has Maros, strong opinions. Yeah. Strong. All these guys are very strong, opinionated individuals. I feel like a King Viserys type. I don't really have a present-day example. I'm usually very good with the examples. But King Viserys, to me, seems like the kind of king who would be really good with strong leaders, who, but also strong leaders who are almost like exactly related to him. A lot of these guys do genuinely seem like, oh, I can get something out of this guy because yeah. I can bully him into going my way. Yeah, push your own opinion on him. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think um, there is a a part of Otto Hightower. As a matter of fact, this would fit better with his scene later on, so I'm going to hold that thought. Yeah, and then he even at one point visits with his queen, and he's sure, he keeps saying, there's a boy in her belly, I'm sure of it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which which we saw how that worked out. So anyways, they cut to the scene. Uh, Rhaenyra walks in the throne room and finds Damon seated on the it's throne. It's so cool. He's sitting on the throne, first of all, kind of. You can't do that. You can't do that. Dude, Jamie did that Jamie for a did second. That. Ned was not happy Ned was it. not happy. But Rhaenyra doesn't call him out. Her and Damon seem tight. And they speak high Valyrian, which is really cool. That is cool. That's a shout out to their roots. Actually, uh, that reminds me. Apparently there was something going around where this lady was having her wedding and it, it was all in high Valyrian. Um, friend of the pod, Allie sent, Allie sent Mason, it to yeah. us. How do you feel about that? It's too much, right? Dude, it's too... Maybe having your wedding ceremony in it is fine, <sighs> but the fact that they did, like, the whole reception in High Valyrian and all that, like, it's, that's too yeah. much. And it was a destination wedding. You're, you're, like, asking people to come out of town and, oh like, go to a wedding that they're not going to be able to under, understand anything. I'll be honest. I'm not a big, like... Uh, boomer, like defender of boomers, when they're like, oh, those millennials. But on that one, I would have been like, yeah, God that's damn too it. much. Yeah, that's just too much. Papa didn't fight in World War Two for that. I'm not, a, <laughs> I'm not a big like, let me ask people to go out of their way for me sort of guy anyway. No. So like doing that is just way too much. No, you know what, Dracarys to them <laughs> <laughs> for real. Uh, so yeah, so Damon's on the Iron Throne. They have a chat. You can see there's like a very interesting relationship between Damon and Rhaenyra. 
like already early on. Yeah, like there's they, the seeds of like they're pretty weird. Yeah, it's like typical. He uncle. has that gift. Typical uncle. <laughs> <laughs> Creepy uncle. Typical uncle. He, he gives her the Valerian steel necklace, and then he's like, "Turn around." He's like, "Yeah, let me put it on." Yeah, typical dude. uncle, Ugh. dude. My that, goodness, that's and, that Targaryen love. That, yeah, but there's a lot of popping around too. So we're gonna try to keep this all straight for you. There's actually, um, uh. After that, a little bit of a talk between Allison and Rhaenyra, where mm-hmm. Allison can kind of tell Rhaenyra is worried about Succession. the boy being in the belly because mm-hmm. she thought that maybe Rhaenyra is old enough to understand what being queen means and what it means to her and what it means to the realm, and she wants it. I mean, yeah, I, I think like the the stuff that they put in these scenes. Notice there was a weirwood tree in that God's wood there. Yeah. So that's a little throwback to yeah. what we saw in Winterfell. Um, that's al- such a northern yeah. thing. You also have, because in the south they're all about the seven, so having right. a weirwood tree with a face on it's kind of like very much uh, out of place there a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and then you also have they, their conversation about Nymeria that they're reading from the books. Yeah. Um, so I, it, it's really cool, I think, and they're being intentional about mixing this stuff in and really like yeah. bringing to life the world that they live in. Yeah, and and from there, there's a little bit of a jump. Viserys is sick. He's got a fucking hole in his back. Yeah. So the, I'm sure I'm sure you've read this, but like, nope. It was <laughs> it was very much a thing. Like, if you were a bad king or queen then the Iron Throne's going to throw you off it, kind of. Like, it's going to cut you, it'll get mm. you infected. He keeps getting cut off. throughout the episode. Yeah, And then exactly. that, oh, but he seems like a nice guy. He's a nice guy, but not a good king. That's true. That's true. Good point. Deep, deep. And then he visits his wife. She's in just searing pain. Um, it's been a very rough birth. This is where they talk specifics in terms of the, the stillbirth she's had. And she says, I can't lose another child. It's emotionally drained her. Yeah, and I, I found it interesting, too, that you know they address why Viserys is so adamant that this is going to be a boy he's had this dream and the dream is yeah he's he sees a boy being crowned put on the on the um put on the throne by by himself being Viserys yeah and he hears uh what was it hooves clamoring and stuff all yeah. the dragons roared as yeah. one so, so basically sounds yeah. of war but he's thinking it's like celebration he's thinking it's celebration these targaryens read visions terribly <laughs> yeah. everyone remember daenerys's vision when she read hers how did that turn out danny <laughs> but yeah. it, it, it's cool though because they even mentioned danis too who was the original um targaryen that had the vision that the doom right. of Valyria is coming so they had she, to come to actually stuff. yeah Props to her. She was the only one. Yeah. She was the one they got she it got right. It right. Uh, but so they talk sort of about that. Uh, he talks about that dream. One thing I found interesting was on the commercials, he says, and I placed my heir upon the Iron Throne. In the show, he said, my son. And I noted mm. that because I was like, did they just do that to not bury it, like to kind of keep it secret? But we all know the gender issue. So I wonder if it was just an edit thing that they were like, hey, let's go, son. Yeah. Or if it was just one of those things. I don't know. Maybe not much to there. There might not be much there. Um, Good catch. And then from there, Damon <laughs> rallies the City Watch. First off, okay, give us some history about what the City Watch was and what it before Damon, and then when he was sent there. So the City Watch pre Damon was almost like if, yeah. if you picture a police force in a major city that was like completely underfunded, and then all of a sudden, like. A year later, someone yeah. comes in and they bring in all this militaristic. It's the fucking president's brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, legit. Yeah. Like, I mean, you, they bring in the, all this equipment. So they bring the, in Hunter Biden. The, <laughs> correct, correct, <laughs> out of his mind. <laughs> 
Uh, so they even mentioned it. Like, you know, he goes, you guys were all mongrels before, before I got a hold of you. And it was, it was true. So these guys, they had no uniforms. They had no uh, equipment, no weapons. They were just basically tasked with keeping the peace in King's Landing. And what that causes is people just getting away with murder, right. with rape, with, uh, you know, thievery. He's got these dudes fucking rocking gold cloaks now. So they and he get says, the gold like, no cloaks. more. They get the armor. They get the cudgels. They have all this shit and they take to the streets and they clean they shit up. They start fucking shit up. Damon essentially was like, I'm not going to be tied to a bunch of losers. All right. We're going to yeah. go out there. And literally, they're cutting off hands of thieves. At one point, a guy points at a guy and goes, Raper. They cut, cut off his, his junk. Wiener, yeah. They murder it's his wiener. They <laughs> murder a dude because they're like, you're a murderer. Very eye for an eye. Damon is cleaning house. Also, I just want to apologize on air to Matt Smith. I questioned his casting. It's like, Doctor Who is Damon? The dude was bringing it. Episode one, it's early. But Brilliant. the dude was bringing it. Yeah. He was bringing it. I, I mean, yeah. It, very spot on performance. I was also kind of like, uh, this guy doesn't look like the kind of... He's a nuanced actor. He's not over the top. Yeah. He's he, You can tell just by looking at him. I mean, I'm not here to like insult Kit Harrington or Denair or Amelia Clark, but like sometimes you'd see their performances and be like, uh, you can tell Matt Smith is like a seasoned vet oh, of the acting game. He did so well. I, I think he. I think he was. He stole this episode. Yeah, and then of course Otto Hightower uh, is pissed. Yeah, he's so, like, you can't have the city's watch doing. It. Yeah, and, I, and Otto sets this up. He calls the the meeting of the small council. He's the hand of the king, expecting for Damon to be missing. So he thinks he's going to have an easy say. He's walking the, in with the king, talking mad shit yeah, about Damon. Yeah, and Damon happens to be sitting right there and absolutely just owns him. Yeah, brings up the fact that his wife's dead, just like for no Dude, reason. Dude, Damon is just like, yeah, well, because he at one point is like, Damon, shouldn't you be at the veil with your wife? She's just there by herself, and he's like, ugh. I don't like her. He's like, why don't you go get her? You got your wife's dad. Yeah. <laughs> and then so so he just sauces up Otto real nice. And then he goes to the brothel and is banging out Masseria. Yeah, which was honestly nice. But you know what? It, it is. He had some issues during that sesh. And uh, you can see that it really was getting to his head a little bit. We've all been there. So I don't know. I don't know if it was so much that he actually maybe questioned what he was doing or if it's like, Listen, well, where do I stand with my brother now in this fellas, succession? We've all had whiskey dick and we've also had, am I going to inherit the Iron Throne dick? <laughs> we've all had that. Very relatable. Come on. Very relatable. <laughs> and she noticed something was wrong. She calls him like my prince, my dragon or something. She, I don't know. She's got all those nicknames for him. Uh, but she was hot. So that was cool. That was really neat. And you, you, I mean, you can tell he, you know, he's, he's sad, but he like takes solace in her. So that relationship, um, they're kind of laying the, laying the groundwork for that relationship. For sure. For sure. Now the tourney begins. Um, in my, in my notes, I just have, I just have way better than the one in, in Thrones in season one. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, season one was, God. But <laughs> there was season one was great in Thrones, but you could tell they were really underfunded. You well, know? so so I was actually going to say this because I, I was thinking, yes, maybe the explanation is now you have a way bigger budget and, and the and the checkbooks are open. That's for, an easy answer. Yeah, but it could be like we were saying earlier. I mean, this is the grandiose period right. of King's Landing and Westeros. True, like, attorneys are at an all time high. You have talent coming in from all over the seven kingdoms not just three or four of them you have um king's landing that just recently got cleaned up right so now now people are probably more happy to go out and so you have all this culminating and i think as opposed to saying oh hbo had a bigger checkbook i'm thinking it's the time of decadence yeah 
Yeah, no, I think that honestly makes a lot of sense. And a few quick, there was a couple of quick cuts, so I'm just going to mm-hmm. say a few things, yeah. and if you want to throw something in on them, do. Uh, Damon's getting after it. Rainey's gets a shout-out. I think it was a Baratheon asks for Rainey's his favorite, and he calls, yeah. but he says the queen that never was, and you can tell she sort of, she doesn't roll her eyes, but she has this very soft smirk that says, like, fuck yourself, and Corliss is sitting there and has that Corliss face of, like, okay, yeah, everyone it, has to talk about my wife not getting the throne that she probably deserved. So I, I think... I think the backstory there is um, Rhaenys is a very strong-willed woman. To be in her family is to to basically have her kind of boss you around a bit. Oh, but, nice. Barat- <laughs> you know how I feel about that. All right. <laughs> Don't bully me. I'll come. Yeah. <laughs> I got the t-shirt. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, they're cousins. Um, so, it's like they... I think Baratheon, they have a little back and forth. I don't think it was so much that he was maybe insulting her oh, by saying it. a little it. dig at the family. Yeah, How you, you know, do, for sure. Nudge, you know. For sure. Um, and then I have uh, Alicent Rhaenyra, and Rhaenyra are chatting. And, and Rhaenyra kind of asks um, the the her, her uh, the the, uh, the knight that's always with her. How, what's his guy's name? Um, the, the Lord Commander of the King's Yeah, God. him. And she's just like... Uh, Who's that guy? And he's like, oh, that's Kristen Cole. And she's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Kristen Cole is not from a noble house. Um, he's He was just a knight that was very skilled. Um, this is his first time on the major stage, and he takes advantage of it. He's putting in good work. And then it's uh, the prince of King's Landing's turn, Daemon Targaryen. Well, well, before that, Cole unhorses Baratheon. Oh, that's which right. Is, yeah, that's which, right. Is where, which is where Rhaenyra's like, oh, who is that dude? Um, and then, yeah, and it actually, like, they make it lively. Like, they line up this whole group They line of up all these guys, and they say, like, the Daemon Targaryen, the dragon. The prince of the city. The prince of the city gets to pick mm-hmm. who he wants to fight. And, of course, he picks Otto Hightower's son, <laughs> right? And Otto Hightower, of course, is up top rolling. His, I think, er, his brother. His brother. His okay. Brother. His probably younger brother. Younger brother. So right. His older brother is the lord. Lord. Of, he's the middle. All right. And, and, so, and, of course, Otto's just kind of like, ugh. And... Uh, at the first pass, because in jousting there appears to be two passes, the first pass he kind of gets the better at Daemon, and then on the second pass, Daemon kind of slew foots him a little bit. Kind of a dirty tactic it looked like. He kind of trips the, 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 the horse. Yeah, he, he, he fucked up the horse, essentially. Yeah, he fucked up the horse, the guy goes down, Daemon, I guess, gets the dub for that, and then he asks for Allison's favor, yeah. which is so, so Otto is, Allison, of He's course, is Otto's dunking son. on Otto. Otto, of course, a, a scene before was talking shit about Daemon to the king, which made Daemon mad. His own brother was listening to that. So then Damon, of course, went at House Hightower hard AF. And really got really got the best out of him. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that we'll see other tourneys because it seems like they condensed a few that were in the books in that yeah. one. Well, Corliss um, even calls out the tourney. He's like, what, why do we need this violence to celebrate a birth? Yeah. You kind of see it, how Corliss is. Corliss seems a little salty altogether he he's salty but i i think he's a very much a pragmat pragmatist he's salty, dude he's pragmatist, the sea snake pragmatist. he's not the lake snake and uh <laughs> <laughs> we're back folks we're hey, back. sorry the this, mic cut this, out what happened <laughs> this is the content you signed up for guys it's free you want to pay us i'll do better um so i don't know that we'll see another attorney but just for reference you you have as many tilts as it takes for someone to get on horse so Gotcha. Um, so that one went twice. Um, you you see later on that Damon and Cole, Cole went a lot, and in the books they said it was like a yeah. hundred. Obviously, that was yeah. probably a, an exaggeration. Um, but and the, as they're fighting, mm-hmm. Krista Cole and Damon go at it. We mm-hmm. see the Queen Emma queen begins Emma. giving birth. Wow! 
I, I think I think that was very well done. It was really it's cool a scene. very intense birth scene, and you have a very intense tourney scene. It keeps cutting back and forth, and we watched the after episode sh- stuff with the the showrunners uh, mm-hmm. Ryan Cordell and Miguel, Miguel Pochnik, who we've followed for a long time. And they said they thought it was cool to sort of mirror those two because there were two separate sort of fights going on there. Yeah, and and they intentionally used the melee of the tourney. The, the jousting of the tourney to bring out, like, the violence that was in the bedroom. I mean, it was... There was blood, like, before she even got cut into. I mean, it the was... The child had breached, uh, mm-hmm. and essentially the maester says to Viserys, you, you know, you got two options here. You either roll the dice, and maybe one or two of them live. Probably not. Or you guarantee the child having a better chance. Not guarantee, but give the child a better chance if we cut it out right now. But of course, this is medieval times. The wife ain't surviving that. Yeah, you're talking 50-50 at best. It doesn't show him choose an answer, but it shows him holding her hand and they're getting her in position and they begin cutting her open. As we're seeing Damon battle Kristen Cole. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's it's two brutal scenes. Um, like, she, she starts realizing what's going to happen and, like, the pain in her voice and in her eyes. And Viserys, who just condemned her to die, essentially. Yeah, but you could see he was hurt. I mean... You, he's a good... He's, I think he's a good man. You, the, the thing is, like, okay, Viserys, maybe you could say, is a bad guy for that. But the choices he was given was either they both die yeah. or we could maybe save the kid. There's times I'm downed in the gas on Call of Duty and you, I see you run off without me. Because you, you're like, well, this is, gives us a chance to win. <laughs> it's a similar. I think it's a very similar choice. Very similar. <laughs> I think it's the exact same. So, and and you even heard Emma say, like, I can't deal with the death of another child. So yeah. you know, I mean, it it very much was either they both die or maybe we save the kid. Right. So I think he he made the only decision that he could right. make. I know people say a lot of things until they're getting cut open. Though I feel like then she'd be like, "Well, let's let's talk about this. And hold let's on talk a about second. this now. Like, let's why, talk about why this. couldn't they give her like they couldn't give her more milk of the poppy and cut the baby out? I agree because at that point he's like, "Well, she can't survive." Oh, I think he did mention that like the milk of the poppy. If they give her more, it would become dangerous for the baby. But how long does it take? Yeah, but like, I yeah, I mean, like science back then little, wasn't very good. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. But uh, but yeah, so I thought that was really well done. I thought that was maybe one of the better scenes. Yeah, I, I thought it was beautifully filmed. Yeah, she dies, and as she's dead, Kristen Cole beats he beats Damon. Yeah, and he asks for Rhaenyra's favor. So now now Kristen Cole is very much. On the scene in he King's is. Landing and the Seven Kingdoms. Lowborn. Lowborn. He doesn't mm-hmm. come from what Damon comes from, that's for sure. And now, um, before we move on, in tourneys, they use blunted weapons, typically. Yeah. Um, in the melee that they showed, it looked like a lot of people were actually getting fucked up. They were like, going not, at it. not the one with Damon and, uh, and Kristen Cole, because it didn't look like Damon was using Blackfire in that. No. Maybe I was writing notes, so maybe I could have missed it. Um, but I don't yeah. think... Or I'm sorry, Dark, Dark Sister. Sister. Yeah, yeah, I think Dark I think Sister. Viserys is black. Body. Yeah, um, but I couldn't I couldn't really tell. But we'll take a look at that again. Look at We're look into that when you watch better. again. Yeah, we will have midweek mayhem this week. We'll discuss it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so Cole asks for Rhaenyra's favor, which we already kind of discussed. She gives it to him. It's pretty sexy. <laughs> I don't even know that. I, give me your favor. I'm gonna start saying that at the club. Yeah, can I, can I have hey, your favor? Um, pardon, madam. Yeah, can I have some of that favor, please? Can I have? Would you can, back that favor up? <laughs> can I borrow a crumb of favor? Would you drop please? that favor upon me? Um, <laughs> and then it cuts to the funeral, which is sort of for Emma. Where also Rhaenyra in High Valerian uh, says, 
Jakaris. But she also says the boy died. That the baby oh, died yeah, as well. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I, I thought you were talking about Rhaenyra saying. Okay. But she also says Jakaris, which they do the Targaryen Pyre, where the mother, Emma, and the ba- un- unnamed baby, well, it was going to be named Balon, Balon mm-hmm. burned. It is really cool to see just these little cultural things being on screen. Like, we hear about a Targaryen funeral, but we don't see one in Game of Thrones ever. I can't stress enough. Chris lit up at so many things. Yeah. They did a great job. They, they, they did. If, if it continues like this, we're, we're in for some good stuff. Um, so then they have the small council meeting, and Otto immediately brings up this, the question of succession. Right. Keep in mind that like the bodies are. I was going to say still, still simmering. I was going to say yeah, instead of still cold, they're still simmering. Yeah. And uh, you know, Damon's listening in from the other side, but basically during the whole conversation, Otto's just like, "We absolutely cannot have Damon be." The king. But the funny thing is, is Otto, yeah, he hates Damon, right? Mm-hmm. And, and now we've seen that three scenes in a row. Damon's listening. Uh, he says something like, you know, we got to go, you know, any other route. Um, Corliss says, well, no, you got, you have Damon. And then Corliss later goes, well, technically my wife, Rainey's, could have been your heir. And someone even mentions Rhaenyra. And then uh, I think it's Strong goes, no, 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 a queen can't sit the Iron Throne. So all these guys are battling over who the heir could be. Keep in mind, Viserys just burned his wife and child. Yeah. Uh, and he screams at them and he says, you know, I just buried my wife and, or, you know, I just held a funeral for my wife and son. And you crows are already feasting at their corpses. Because, yep. he, again, here are these strong men doing power grabs. Just like you said earlier, like they, they very much are self-interested. That's one thing that does not change. In any Westeros story that you hear, there's there's people who are self-interested, and they all want power, and it doesn't matter what happened, they're going to try to get yeah. it done. I do like that in that scene, Corliss did throw Rhaenys' name out there, kind of like, well, yeah, how about that one? Yeah. Um, and then so, you, you go to another scene, Otto sending a raven to Old Town, which is interesting to me now, is he already like starting to get ready for war? Yeah. Like, I, I saying, this is possible? I was going to ask you about that, even off the pod. I was going to be like, what do you think that is? Yeah. And then he has his daughter comes and hugs him. She's crying because her friend's mother just died and the baby. Which is that this him sending Alicent. Yeah. And then he says, go comfort the king. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. He essentially, right and, and she even kind of knows what he said. She's old, mature enough in this world to know what he's insinuating. He says, put on one of your mother's old dresses. He's telling mm-hmm. her to look good because mm-hmm. Otto literally is using his daughter for a power grab. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's the obvious part, right? Like, there's no question that yeah. that's a power grab. There's no debating that. What's in that? Raven's going to be interesting to see if they if they run back to that next episode. Um, but I do think it's very much, hey, let's start getting our, our uh, troops ready for a possible situation here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, Allison then kind of visits uh, Viserys. He's super, he's a dork that's into history. And she's like, I brought a history book. And he's like, oh, you know, <laughs> it's so funny because even when she comes in, he's kind of like, what do you want? Yeah. <laughs> he's kind of like uninterested. Yeah. And then like the Kingsguard guy leaves the room and he's kind of like, I mean, all right, you can hang out, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's it's a moment where he's compromised. I mean, it, he's at his lowest, and she's yeah. there looking on like an almost see through dress kind of. Yeah, um, and then Damon is at a brothel, putting in work. Everyone's kind of celebrating. Damon really isn't at first. Yeah. He seems kind of beaten down a little bit because even at the funeral, he genuinely was sad. He genuinely felt bad for his former sister in law and that baby. But then these people kind of rally him, and like even uh, uh, Myseria says to him, like, "Hey, you know, you're now the heir again because your 
brother has no sons. And yeah. technically then the younger brother is the heir. So he signed as celebrates. And that's, I, I really hope that they continue with that in, in the, after the show, like behind the scenes, uh, the, the director said that Matt Smith made that decision at the funeral to be like yeah. somber and responsible and stuff. So I wonder, I hope that he keeps up that like double sided, but you know, he's boozed up. He's around naked chicks. He's with mm-hmm. his boys and he's, gives a little speech and he says some stupid shit and says mm-hmm. he calls his dead nephew uh, king for a day the king for a day and um and Otto snitched on him. Otto Hightower has eyes all over the place and immediately smit snitched to Viserys who then calls Damon to the throne room he doesn't call him to the small council chambers he doesn't call him you know any he calls him to the throne room where he's sitting on the throne with with black fire yeah and he's gripping it yeah so he's he's very much making a, a powerful statement like and i'm the king kind of walks in he's like what's up you're dude? my subject sort of deal. yeah well he says he's like what what do you want and he goes you will refer to me as your grace he's like did you say it and he's like say what and then he says did you say king for a day and he's like you know people grieve in their own way and essentially he says i'm naming a new heir and it's not going to be you and Damon steps toward him, and all the king's guards yeah. draw their sword. And to Viserys' credit, which I thought was cool that they did this, he leans up a little bit and grips Blackfire a little harder. Yeah. Now, could Viserys take Damon one on one? No. Zero chance. But if you're the king and you, you have, have Blackfire, have you have to act like, oh, yeah, come on. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Viserys did that, which I thought was a cool little twist they did. But then Damon relents and he backs out of the room. And so, so Damon's being sent to. Viserys is sending him to Runestone, which is in the Vale, to be with his wife. Yeah. Um, we'll see how that works out in the later seasons, or in the later episodes. But that now you, it, the seeds are planted. Like you can see where this is going to start having a dark turn, a very very dark turn, very very soon. Yeah. Um, Viserys gets another cut on his hand. Yeah. On the he's Iron Throne, leading on the throne, which Chris talked about the symbolism there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rhaenyra and Viserys meet in the crypt. Right, um, Balerion, largest largest dragon ever in existence, oldest dragon. He said the last living thing to see Valeria. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool too. That cool they tie all that in. Um, so his skull is just staring at this conversation, and Viserys is very much giving Rhaenyra a history lesson on her own family and he, what his, their values are. He doesn't tell her yet that I'm naming you heir, but he's like, what What do you see when you see the dragons? You know what I mean? He, he's giving her almost like a little test because he doesn't mm-hmm. want to be like, oh, I see fire and blood. I think Viserys is a good king in the terms of like he's a peaceful man. Yeah. You know? and, and he is thinking ahead. It's not like he's like, I don't give a fuck about the succession. Like he, yeah. He's actively trying he to solve it. He yeah. cares. And she, she gives all the answers he likes and uh, he stresses to her the importance of the Targaryen. And while this scene is going on, we also see, uh, uh, no, not yet, but I, uh, we see Damon with his dragon too, petting it. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So, yeah, so that that was toward the end. Um, we are basically at the end right now, actually. Yeah, but um, what does he say to Rhaenyra? He gives an important lesson about a prophecy. Yeah, so about about the Song of Ice and Fire. So, he tells her about the Night King, essentially. Yeah, yeah so apparently... I. I may have missed this. I don't know how I would have been able to miss this, but you know, I'm not going to. They like, might have added. I'm it not going to gonna give myself too much credit because someone might call me out. I don't know, but um, apparently, Aegon the Conqueror had a dream, uh, a premonition that the uh, always winter would come and the Night King would fight with whoever has you dragons or whatever. So apparently, Aegon said there would be a force coming from the north mm-hmm. in the winter, mm-hmm. and it would bring darkness to the realm, and only a Targaryen. And it's only passed down from heir to heir. But I would contend to you that given what we know about the dance, 
And given that we know, and given that the dance, what we know in the history books was written by Mushroom, they would never know. So I bet this isn't uh, in any of the writings. This is something yeah. they probably added to the show because we're seeing That's the true. king deliver. That was a private conversation. And of him. course, it either ends at the dance or it ends with the Mad King. But that message never makes its way to Robert Baratheon. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, so then you have Rhaenyra being named Princess of Dragonstone, heiress. And this is when it's juxtapo- juxtaposo- just juxtapositioned to... <laughs> that's a hard word. That is a tough word. Juxtapos- juxtaposed uh, to um, uh, Daemon with Caraxes. Yeah. And then you and have... Miseria. And you have some you have some important lords pledging fealty to Rhaenyra. Sh- yeah, it shows uh, Hightower doing it, Corlys doing it. Uh, and again, this is when Damon flies off with his dragon. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, who knows where he's going, but he's going somewhere. Again, like you said, is he going where the king wants him to go? Probably not. Uh, and as he's flying off, a Stark kneels, a Baratheon kneels. Me and you notice the Baratheon kind of was like, uh, keep in mind, these are old men in a medieval world that are like, oh no, a queen. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of them are doing it because it's their duty and maybe they're afraid of upsetting the king. But I think a lot of them also deep within themselves are like a woman. Again, it's a Absolutely. sexist world. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a patriarchy, and, and and they showed that in Bar- Baratheon space. I think that was yeah. what he was doing. Yeah, and one thing to keep in mind as we move forward here: these people, these lords who are kneeling, even Viserys to a point, we talk about him not doing well on the throne. These are your older men, so there comes a point where all these guys are going to move on, and their kids are going to be in positions of power. And we're going to see that. I mean, we might even see some of that with some families in season one. Uh, there's going to be a significant time jump. We know that mm-hmm. from the different ages of the actresses playing Rhaenyra and Allison. Mm-hmm. So definitely come, something to keep in mind on, keep an eye on in the future. Now. We did it. We did it. We reviewed our first episode. Woo! What do you think as far as the rating that you want to throw on this? Okay, I was super surprised by it. I'll tell you why. Pilots usually suck. This was a fun pilot. I really enjoyed it. I was going to give it an 8, but no shay. 8.5. Wow. <laughs> no shay. Does the no shay curve. Coming back does with the no, no shay Because the thing is, every episode that'll get the no shay curve. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I can't, I can't throw the no shay curve on. All right, going uh, forward, we are retiring. This is the last no shay curve. We'll have to retire it. <laughs> um, so, wow. Okay. Well, I, I was also going to give it an 8. Um, but I, I want to draw a lot of attention to the mindfulness that they put in this. Fuck yeah, draw it. Um, <laughs> oh, fuck, you're going to make me draw. Um, in, like, I, I mean, I talked about it already, so I'm not going to re-go through everything. But just like the attention to detail, the, the fresh look that we have on sets that we've seen before, but it looks new. They did so uh, good. The throne looks sick. The fact that they're actually getting cut on it now, like, um, dude, good morrow. Good, they said good morrow. We ain't heard that shit before. Um, you know the the dress, like the the dress that they had was decadent. Um, yeah. You know you have jewels, you have uh, like fine robes, like Damon's armor, dude. Dude, Damon's He's armor. Looking slick. Even like the high tower had like a, a high tower on his helmet, yeah. which like that was one thing in Game of Thrones that they really like skipped out skipped on, on, like it. because it these lords and ladies would all have this very decadent dress to their to their house like it would be customized and you see that in this i think i think they did a really good job with the scenery i think they did a really good job like throwing making like scenes that could have been just like low intensity just really really eye-catching you're sitting at the edge of your seat 
during attorney, during a birthing, you know, even something yeah. as sad as like the funeral, like Matt Smith made that kind of come alive. Yeah. Um, they're tying it in with Dracarys. Like, it, I don't know. I thought, I thought they did a really good job for, for a pilot episode. So you're going with eight? I'm going with eight. Nice. A little, a little less than mine, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, and then our next segment, of course, is best line. Yes, queen. Um, I'll start. You lead us off. I'll lead us off. My best line is um, the only thing that could tear down the house of the dragon was itself. Wow. Yeah. That that is that that's very uh, true line. I think it was like a we'll voiceover said it at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And then my oh, you do your best line. So my best line was uh, the child bed is our battlefield. From Emma Targaryen to Rhaenyra. That's beautiful because it deep meaning too to sort of telling Rhaenyra like, hey, you don't need to worry about battles. You're going to be a, a a queen to some king someday. And Rhaenyra again has that Arya mindset. Mm-hmm. And then also, I mean, the way that they tied in the tourney with the birthing room was really yeah. turning it into a battlefield. It was a battle, yeah. Mm-hmm. Love is a battlefield. What's your Yas Queen? My Yas Queen is when... Um, is when uh, it's King Viserys saying, "There's a boy in the queen's belly." All time cuck statement. You can't you can't say that about your wife, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you don't can't want go boys around. Just rolling There's a around. boy in my wife's belly. You'd be like, "Come on, dude. Be cooler than that." <laughs> so I don't have a direct quote for my Yas Queen, but just the whole scenario of Damon roasting Otto for having a dead wife, and then yeah. and then housing Gawain Hightower in the, in the list. Yeah, and then and then proceeding to ask. Alicent, who's Otto's daughter, for her favor. We were seeing some next level bullying. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. that was like it, like in his face. It was all in his face too. It's oh, great. Yeah, it was hilarious. Uh, uh, hottest hottest moment. moment. Okay. All I wrote: the city watch being them dogs. Yes, yes. <laughs> dude, it's the city watch because when the guys are pounding their chest when Damon is talking, they're getting hyped. Damon's got the boys going. And listen, are, is it a little heavy policing? Yeah. All right, maybe. But if those guys are, you think, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure some of them were innocent, but listen, that city needed to get cleaned up. (laughs) But the thing is, there's very much a time limit on it too, right? Like you had, you said, you have all these lords and ladies coming in for this tourney in the cities of freaking pigsty. Viserys was kind of fine with it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So it was, it was effective. It was brutal, but it was effective. That was also my hottest moment. Um, I mean, it was a complete purge of the city. And I think we, we don't talk before the podcast in terms of what we choose for segments to keep it organic. And the fact that both of us had that as our hottest moment, for those of you playing along with us at home, if you have a hottest moment, that's something else that actually makes you wrong. <laughs> you're, you're, well, you're actually yeah, you're correct. 100% wrong. It's an opinionated subject and you're still wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and it is cool, though. Uh, the gold clo- So that was how the gold cloaks are... are made so like in when we look at game of thrones they're still wearing those gold cloaks and that black armor so that's cool that they stayed true to that yeah and now we have a mount rushmore we're gonna do a rushy we're gonna do a rushy uh and this is pre things since this is a prequel we're doing things that have to do with pre all right who goes first because this is gonna literally set the order for the rest (laughs) of the fucking thing you know what you came up with the topic so i'll let you go first all right my favorite pre to start with is a prevent defense Oh, okay. Nice. Reason being is because if you're in a prevent defense, it means your team's probably winning. And football season's upon us. Or, or, or you could just be really bad, and you just you just don't want people to run the score up on you. <laughs> that also could be it. <laughs> I'm going with the first option. Okay, so I'm going with classic prevent defense. And also, you're a defensive coordinator, so I figured take that from you. Yeah, yeah. All right, thanks, asshole. <laughs> um, 
I'm going to go with, I'm going to keep the same sport topic. I'm going to go preseason. You know, preseason football. People people sleep on it. People don't watch it. But, yeah. it, it, you know, you're earning your spot. People are really trying hard out there. Okay. Okay. I like that. I enjoy preseason football. Yeah. I'm going to go with uh, premature ejaculation. Okay. Reason being, uh, if I get mine, who cares? <laughs> Dude, priorities. Priorities. Listen, we're on a schedule here. Okay. I mean, hey, ain't no shame in that game. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with premium gas. (laughs) Premium gas. I don't know why that made me laugh. The way he said it, he looks so proud. I wish you could see his face when he said it. (laughs) Dude, well, you got to be proper if you're using premium gas. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Is there any specific reason why? Uh, well, I have to put it in my car. Humble brag. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Because you drive that fancy, you do got a nice car. Yeah, what is well, it? What's the brand? I mean, again? we don't have to speak about say my the brand. Vehicle. Go and say the brand. <laughs> <laughs> I drive an Audi. Oh, okay. I drive a Ford Escape. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. Ford No Escape for you. I'm gonna go with um, um, the the, the Grand Prix, the the, okay. the, uh, the NASCAR guys. Well, that's not NASCAR. That's, Whatever. That's it's Formula the Grand Prix. One. That's Formula One. Because <laughs> those guys are the ones that are in like Italy that are just on like yeah. some side street, you know, yeah. just cruising. Just that shit's dope. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to roll with Primo's Pizza. Mm. Primo's Pizza. That's a good one. So this is my pick. This is my, I think it's my fourth. That, yeah, this is the fourth. All right. This would be, um, uh, I'm going to go with... Um, prepaid prepaid like phone plans wow so so basically uh, uh uh what do you call those a burner phone yeah like 2007 was a great year Sell, selling drugs <laughs> yeah you know honestly without burner phones we wouldn't have true crime and without true crime we'd only have fake crime <laughs> what do you think what do you think the king's landing folk had before uh, they got their hands and dicks cut off Oh, those guys? Yeah, those. those they, yeah, I don't know. I feel. I kind of felt bad. For if them. they did their crime on prepaid wireless phones, then they would have never got caught. Never, never would have gotten caught. Damon would have just been hacking at nothing. <laughs> I'm gonna go with my final pick, uh, Primo Genitor. Yeah, which of big. course, as everyone knows, if you listen to this pod, you should you should know this um, yeah. is is the right of succession from the first male heir. Yeah, yeah. let's. Uh, I think it was a good one. Yeah. Mine was, my good. list was a little stronger. His pre premature ejaculations in there. Well, I, uh, so I think mine was stronger because like premium gas. That's true. The premium gas. <laughs> yeah, he drives an Audi. Uh, <laughs> fun fact about me. Um, the next segment, of course, fan favorite. We say we've never tested it. You blew it. You blew it. And explain to us what the you blew it is. You blew it's just it's we pick someone from the episode who didn't have a great moment and they blew it. You know, mm-hmm. they just. Uh, what's yours, Chris? So I'll lead off. I'm going to go with uh, Lord Baratheon basically saying that he's going to win the jousting and yeah. uh, just absolutely gets housed by Kristen Cole immediately. <laughs> so uh, Lord Baratheon. You blew it. You blew, you blew it. it. You fucking blew it, dude. And then mine is like an opposite of you blew it. It's uh, Damon in the brothel with that with Myseria because he could not finish. Uh, so it's a blue. It's a you blew it because he didn't blow he it. He didn't blow it. Yeah. So uh, Damon. Yeah, I mean, I love you, buddy, but you blew it. Maybe I don't know. It's too early for me to to love him, but we'll figure it out. I love him. It's too early. (laughs) I don't want to jump in on this thing. No, I've been been burned before. You're right. You're right. And you're right. We did that in season eight a little bit, but like I I, haven't. Yeah, I think it's different. Like I, I just I know I know the story, so I just I'm gonna fanboy over it. You're allowed to. I'll be the pragmatic one, which is horrifying for the prospects of this (laughs) podcast. Uh, New segment. 
strategy with New Lord segment. We have like a bunch of horns. Yeah, whistles, yeah right? where's, where's my you ham get horn? That, you get that. <laughs> new segment. It's a new segment. Oh my god, strippers just came out. Oh my god. Uh, strategy with Lord Mims. Now, this one, there's really no big battles in this. I'm going to go with just basic Great Council of 101. How would you have handled that? Was there a better way? Uh, was there not really a better way? Was war kind of inevitable? Because the Great Council sort of leads to the issues we are going to be seeing going forward. Yeah. Um, so I think it's important to recognize that before Jaharis got to the stage of the Great Council, his two sons died. And then his oldest son had a son who would have been there, but he also died. So you have a scenario where the only male in the family left is Viserys, who's, whose father is dead, and his grandfather is Jaehaerys, who's just... Basically, he was the second son, son. Yeah. Um, and then on the other side, you have Rhaenys, who was direct directly descended from Jaehaerys as his daughter, um, but again, is a female in a very patriarchal world. It's difficult to say like how I would have done it because obviously the way I would have done it being in, you know, where we are today, I would have just said Rainus gets it because she's the oldest of my siblings or of my, um, I guess my kids left alive of your kin of my kin. So, you know, I, it's tough because I think here that you kind of got to put yourself in that world. Yeah. I I think Jaharis did what he was best able to do. Um, that strategy with Chris Sims, it's strategy with Lord Mims. All right, so fuck it, blow up the whole council. You don't drive an Audi. Your dragon's name is Audi. (laughs) That's true. That's a good point. No, um, I I think maybe a better way that you could have handled it was don't set this precedent of there being a great council because now you're saying that... Everyone has an opinion. You're saying that everyone has an opinion and it's valid. You know, everyone has their opinions to begin with, but you're taking this great house who... right. They even said it's closer to gods than men in and, the in the small folks' eyes. And again, Chris isn't speaking from a man living in democracy. He's saying if he's part of this monarchy, no offense, but who gives a fuck about anyone else's exactly. opinion? Set the precedent. Exactly. And you know, as Jaharis, you're speaking with your maester. You have these years of precedent that were set before. You know they're not going to accept a queen. Like, yeah. it, they're just not. So as opposed to having this great council and having everybody throw their opinions in, just choose Viserys. Yeah. Just 100%. choose Viserys. Cut all that shit out. Maybe the yeah. people at, at Viserys' small council aren't so opinionated and power-hungry and grabbing. Um, and maybe they're more subordinate. Right. So that I, I say cut out the middleman. Choose Viserys. Again, not how I would do it today. Obviously, I would just take my oldest kid, who would be Rhaenys. But in that world, to set myself up for success, to set my family up for success, and not civil war... I choose Viserys. And as we know, he didn't do that. And as we know, civil war is afoot. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, interesting. I I think it's a great take. Uh, and then we go to our next segment, Unnecessary. Also, tell us how you feel about that. If you disagree with Chris, just flame him yeah. in his DMs. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Go at him. Go at his intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> really dig in on personal you know, stuff. You can yeah. engage with us on Instagram at DethronesPod or Twitter, Twitter. at DethronesPod. Uh, unnecessary titties. I bet we might have the same one. And the, the hearing you talk about it earlier, I'll, I'll start with mine, made me realize it was necessary. But it was for me, it was the violence of Emma's birth scene. Okay. But they did it in a way to where it kind of was necessary. But 
I just cringed, but it was a great scene. Yeah, it, it definitely was cringeworthy, and, the, it and, was, the, and that's by design. To make you know? it, it was a jar, yeah. Yeah, yeah. because, I mean, it, it's not clean. You hear about, it's one of those things, you hear about, like, yeah. I'm just going to do this, like, analogy here, but you hear about people getting killed, right? Yeah. Like, you hear it in the news all the time. You almost get desensitized to it. Right. And when you actually see someone get killed in it's front different. of your face, it's jarring, right? So it, I think they did a great job at... at portraying yeah. that on the screen um my unnecessary titties was very literal it was the orgy at the brothel yeah um like forced in there yeah after balon died uh i i thought for a second that it wasn't going to be proven that damon actually said a king for a day because they didn't show him say that on the screen during his speech right they just, they just had Otto mention it or snitch ah, on true. him but then he pretty much admitted to it when right. Viserys was talking he, to he him. He said people grieve in their own way right. because he said like he rented out the brothel and all that. Mm-hmm. Did he necessarily confirm he said that thing or that he rented out the brothel and Damon didn't feel like parceling through it? That's an interesting take. Yeah, so I, I, I thought maybe that would be like, yeah. maybe Damon's not as bad as, as of a guy as some people would think. But I don't right. know. It and seemed also, like he all but confessed to it. And if he did say it, is that absolutely a disgusting thing to say? Yes, but I'm not. I'm coming to defense of this guy. I've seen one episode. I do believe that in grieving times, people sometimes do. There's no way that character thing. We see this all the time. Again, I bring up true crime. They they say that like FBI profilers say they're like whenever they say, "Oh, he's grieving weird. He must have done it." They've actually changed their stance on that because they say that the human brain actually has no idea how to react. Yeah. That's why when some people, a child were to pass away, some people scream and cry and other people stand there stoic just staring off in the distance because yeah. your brain actually does isn't wired to know how to react. Now, again, this is a show and it's Damon Targaryen. I don't think they went to that length in making the character. But I've definitely made jokes in the past, not about you know family or anything, but about like you know tragic, like JFK. Yeah. You know, we all do that kind yeah, of shit. You go, oh, too soon. You know, some I mean, people you know. joke about it. Some people just like stay at work for twelve hours a day to just like keep their mind. But off it. Like, to defend what you said about him is he did at the funeral feel bad. So did he maybe say it because all those people were hooting and hollering and he's just appeasing a crowd? Maybe. And sometimes people do that. And is it necessarily the best look? No, it's an awful look. But does it condemn him? No, but I mean, it's his brother, and that's your nephew, and it and, got back to the And kid. keep in mind, Viserys is grieving, too, so, you know, maybe yeah. he might have had a cool head that. about something about that. He said people grieve in their own way, meaning mm-hmm. I'm grieving, too. Yeah. So, yeah, very interesting look at that scene. Um, now, this is the return of, of another fan favorite Woo! segment here. Trial by combat. Trial by combat. Now, trial by combat is essentially when our genius co-host here, she yeah. Comes up, comes up with awesome ideas that really should be brought to screen. I shows think. or movies. I honestly never really different. They're kind of shows and movies. Whatever you want them to be. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Just give me a give me a producer. So um, what's what's your fresh idea this week? So this is a prequel because since House of the Dragon is a prequel, I figured they're not all going to be prequels going forward, but this one was going to be. So House of the Dragon is a prequel set 182 years before Game of Thrones. So I am writing a prequel to the boys series back from ROG coverage. Uh, it takes place in France. Okay. This is It's a French film. It's not English. It's a foreign film. So I hope you guys are fine reading subtitles. Wow. Is, is, is it going to premiere in Cannes? Yes. <laughs> yes. 100%. Uh, it follows a man in France uh, many, many years ago. Hundreds of years Monsieur. ago. He's tired of the monarchy. Uh, he's, he's tired of the monarchy keeping him down. He's tired of work. 
He just wants to smash Krispies with his boys and party. He wants to bet on the big game. He wants to hang out with his squad, uh, his boys, you know. This is, this is a prequel, if you haven't known yet, to the Boys series. Uh, and his views, his radical views, inspire a movement. And they also start the French Revolution. Oh, my goodness. The man's name is Pierre Lebois. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Bois, Lebois, B-O-I-S. Uh, and because of him, boys everywhere are liberated. Uh, and again, he would inspire uh, the movement and, and lay the groundwork for what we know as the boys, for the boys to come. In my French prequel film, it's called Le Premier Garçon. Wow. Which, of course, translates in English to The First Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon moi, mademoiselle. Can I borrow a second of your time, please? <laughs> All time. Yeah. So uh, that's, yeah, Le Premier Garçon. All right. Well, it's you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to understand it. Are, you, are we going to have subtitles? We're we going to have a lot of going? subtitles. It's going to be very French. You know, we a lot weird. of smoking cigarettes at diners i imagine it being in black and white for some reason. i do too now that we're talking about it okay also, yeah black and white yeah I'm, i mean i'm into it let's let's get the boy series going a again. totally like french designed film but with dialogue written by me it's gonna that would be really something to to behold uh, yeah we're, we're gonna get anyone who wants to invest in bringing this to life yeah call us and we'll take your money and we yes we'll, we'll always do that <laughs> this is yeah we're, we're willing to get paid for this um, um that's it so episode one f- final thoughts before we i liked it up. I, I liked it a lot and uh as i think we wanted to announce midweek mayhem this yeah, week yeah yeah absolutely what day so, are we releasing that um so midweek mayhem is going to be coming to you on wednesdays again Woo! so we'll record tuesday release them out wednesday we'll have time to look at um what some other sources thought some reviews We'll have time just, to look at just the, shit on them. We'll, we'll have time to look at next week's preview. Mm. So we'll have some fresh info. Hopefully, you'll we'll rewatch it. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. I'll probably rewatch tonight. One hundred times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that that's coming at you Wednesday. Awesome. Um, we want to. I mean, we love engaging, and now since we have some fresh material, we want to hear you guys' thoughts. Engage um, at Deep Thrones Pod on both Instagram and Twitter. So send your thoughts. We love to interact with the squad. Um, rate, share, subscribe. We appreciate all the love that you guys. It goes can give a long us. way, believe it or not. Absolutely. That's how. That's how. If if you guys all did that enough, then maybe we get advertisements. We'd have to beg you guys for for. For money, <laughs> yeah, I would I would love to do this for work full time. So if you guys can make that happen, that would be awesome. Yeah, I agree. All yeah. right, I mean I'm good. Do you have anything else you want to say about? That's I mean I I love where this is going. I hope this me momentum too. continues. Yeah, so uh, I guess I'll say Allison hit me up. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll show you my high tower. <laughs> <laughs> Quiz.